Friday, Friday, April 30th. I'm Brandon Belisa. Welcome to Success Never Sleeps. It's a weekly Q&A show we've had for about five years from now. Every Friday, we get together, and as a group, we collectively get through this thing called life. We ask the hard questions, we look for the answers, and gather the real data, the real data to help us move that needle and, and create a life, personally and professionally, that allows us to be happier, to attract abundance into our space. And I think that's a unique thing about being an entrepreneur. I don't simply punch in at 9 a.m. and punch out at 5 p.m. I mean, I live this. This is my why. This is my purpose. And I'm super grateful and blessed to be able to do so. So as you come on board, please put there over in the comments. If you have questions, tell me when you're tuning in from. I dig it. I dig it. We got Conrad, Respect Martial Arts, Agora Hills, uh, California. Mish, Sensei Mish, who's coming out to It's Time Live Change. Yeah, what's up, Sensei Mish? Hand Worker Martial Arts, Vancouver, Washington. We have Jason Smith, Believe Martial Arts out of Chipley, Florida. And as you're coming aboard, do say hello, hello. I love it. I love it. And you know what I have to be able to do here? I got to be able to look at these slides, huh? Yeah. So let me take this opportunity uh, to thank my sponsors. First of all, we have my studio, simply the best. Let me get out of the way of that. We have my studio, simply the best in CRM systems, powerful stuff. And they're always evolving, always growing. But more importantly, I value the relationship with Tule and everybody out there at my studio. Good people, good heart, and they always do the right thing. Kids love life skills. Letitia, Ben, Marco, Amy, Chris, Yango, the gang over there, really cultivating life skills. It's taking a little while, but I'm okay with that. You know, we're really creating something amazing. And I recognize it's not about the short game. It's about the long game. And as we cultivate kids love life skills and what it truly deserves to be, I'm grateful to be working with that team. And then, of course, LC Accounting. She's at a BJJ a raising money for cancer tournament this weekend. So I hope you supported Letitia on that. If you need an amazing bookkeeper, if you don't have your finances in order, I think it's a real challenging situation. So I'm very passionate about educating the small business owner on finances, right? Something as simple as setting up a business plan, setting up your profit first five bank accounts, understanding your your. Uh, they say key performance indicators, knowing how to cut expenses. Did everyone see my new espresso machine? Yep. I just got me an espresso machine to make my lattes. I realize I'm spending $400 a month at, at uh, Pete's Coffee. And I said, you know what? I don't need to spend 400 bucks a month. That's $4,800 a year. That's five grand I could be socking away into an uh, investment account. So, I want to make sure that I'm doing that. Even something as simple as that. People ask me all the time, hey, you know, I want to make more money. The first thing I tell them is, hey, cut your expenses. Cool? So that's a big one for me. So make sure that you um, check out Letitia. All right? And then I, I'm really grateful for this, and I want to bring this one up and, and share this with you. It's Time Live Change. The four-day event sold out. Yep. We're sold out and, and I saw the lineup, the 20 people coming to that event. And it's just so cool. I mean, it's beyond cool. And I'm real grateful to be able to share and learn and teach and facilitate that four-day event. Um, I missed it last year in 2020. It's, it's more than a networking event. It's more than a learning event. It is a life event. It is a life event. So, we do have the two-day experience opened up now. Maybe Marco will put the link down there um, in the comments. So you'll be able to come for the two-day event, and that two-day event still includes Sam On. Yeah, Sam On is, is, is a blessing in my life. You know, what's unique about his business model, he has one school, 100 students. But in a 30-year span, this man's become a multimillionaire by investing wisely, understanding the market. He is definitely a Yoda in the financial world. He lives, eats, and breathes the stock market. And I think that's very powerful. Um, I saw recently Amazon went up to 3,500. I missed that one, but a lot of people that work with Sam got involved with Amazon when it was down. And now it's all the way up to $3,500. Pretty good investment there. So you get Sam on. And then of course, there's, there's a lot of cool other things. Check it out. Don't miss out the second time around. You want to be part of the 20 people for the two-day experience. Cool? And get signed up for that one right away. All right. 
So let me jump over here really quick and take a look and say hello to some more people. We have James Walker. What's up, James? And I know that says error, but if you click on that link, it works just fine. Bow. What's up, Bow? Thank you, sir. Eric, Eric, Gentle East Martial Arts. What's up, Eric? How's it going, sir? So everybody, please share this video. And if you share this video, um, Virginia. Hey, Virginia. So, so happy for you. Virginia uh, is getting married. Did you get married yet, Virginia? But she's getting married. I know that. And they bought a house. And Journey Martial Arts is doing so, so well. And, and I remember some of those conversations in between, you know, in the beginning, Virginia. And I just, I thank God for that time that we were allowed to share together. Because we had some rough nights, huh? We did. But, you know, through the blessings and through the hard work and through everything, Virginia is a prime example of what Clear Vision, I love her brand. Journey is all her, you know, and Journey Martial Arts and what she's done in this time. But more importantly, on a personal level, her life is amazing and, and things are just just coming up roses, right? So I love you, Virginia. And, and they are oh, wedding at the end of June. Yeah. Congratulations, Virginia. So there's a lot of people coming aboard. I see you up in the corner. You know, hang out with us, folks. Please tell us your name, the name of your school, where you're tuning in from. We are the disruptors. And, and, and if you want to get this cool T-shirt, ask Marco and you can order it. You know, a disruptor is somebody who comes into an industry and, and cultivates a new way of thinking, a new way of doing things. And as we come out of this pandemic, it's totally a new way to think. And we have to recognize all bets are off. The way we did business pre-pandemic will never be the same. But what it's done, it's offered all these new opportunities. And if you're cultivating these new opportunities rooted in your values, I mean, my values haven't changed. My values before the pandemic are the same as they are today. Nothing's changed with that. You know I'm a giver. You know you can always reach out with me. You know I'll do the best by you, and we'll figure this thing out. We may not always agree. We may not always see eye to eye, but when the day's done, I love you, right? And that's the most important part, more than anything. Cool? Pamela from Charlotte. Hey, Pamela. I'm glad Pamela's been coming and joining us every week. But again, I see lots of people in the corner there. All right, so I'm going to pull up a question here, okay? Let me pull up the first question of the day. Let's see what we got. Ah, okay. So with summer months coming up, how are you preparing for the summer break drop-offs? Well, you know, again, this is a brave new world, folks, right? It's a brave new world. So I think the first thing we need to realize is a lot of things aren't fully open yet as far as taking vacations, some places, especially here in California, softball, Little League, soccer. So I'm seeing martial arts schools are seeing this huge influx of students because we're one of the only options. We are the flavor of the week, right? So I think it's really important with that, that we understand as we're sitting there, that they're coming in the door and we're putting on uniforms, tying belts, signing people up. We have to really pay attention to that. And I've been saying that a lot. I want to say it again today. Please pay attention to that, folks because you're going to get all these students in your school and you're not taking care of them because you're overwhelmed and you don't have the systems in place, the processes or the trained team to facilitate nurturing those relationships. So you're so fixated on this new student, high sign up, tie the belts, tie the belt. Guess what's going to happen when people can go to Disneyland, go on Disney cruises, go on vacations, when people can, you know, freely, I mean, completely freely go back to soccer, gymnastics, everything else you're going to lose. You're going to lose big time because you didn't have the fundamental systems, the culture, you know, the Disney experience in place to begin with. You're just simply the flavor of the week. So please, I've been reinforcing that a lot. I've been saying that a lot. And I want to say that to you today. Okay. So I think for us, what happened last summer that I'm going to be really excited about is a lot of people still went on vacation here. A lot of it was Airbnb, outdoor camping, different things like that. But you know what? They didn't put their memberships on hold. You know what? They didn't put their private lessons on hold. You know why? Because we're virtual. So what was neat about last summer, for a kid to take 30 minutes out of a seven-day vacation to do his 30-minute private lesson so he doesn't get behind, so he doesn't miss a stripe, so the parent gets a 30-minute break to chill, everybody was doing private lessons. I think I shared that. Our private lessons have quadrupled, quadrupled, and then we see no end in sight. 
So the income we're generating, because now I don't have to get in a car and drive 30 minutes to come to your school. All I do is log on and we do so well virtually. We're able to communicate and engage and connect with people at such a high level. And we're witnessing it. We're coming up on our fourth black belt test this Saturday. We do all of those outdoors, but we've gone through four belt cycles since this pandemic. We've gone through four black belt tests, you know, with the one this Saturday. We're running 600 people online. So it has legs. Again, steady Gracie Jiu-Jitsu. I think they're bringing in $2 million or $6 million a year. The Gracie Online University, take a look at that. It's something really special the way they do it. So I think if you have the virtual in place and it's something you've nurtured that relationship over the past year, I don't believe that's going to be a huge issue. These people will tune in for a virtual class. But you have to be mindful as we begin to open in Millbrae. We're only open for 25% in Millbrae, right? And, and it's still really small. I had a mom call today and she goes, well, what's your policy for indoor? Oh, we've been doing after school and summer camps since last June 2020, safety protocols. My team is vaccinated. Bah, bah, bah. Uh, when are the outdoor classes? There you go. Right. So I, I, I think it's really important to keep virtual. I believe it's going to be three revenue streams. It's going to be virtual for us, outdoors and indoors. What's it like to do a class outdoor during the summers? I think it's rock star. Why not do huge group trials out in the park? I think that would be rock star, right? So what are some of the things you can do to prepare for summer break drop-offs? Number one, virtual. I think that's the only real solution. Otherwise, you know what happens. They go on vacation. They put their membership on hold. That's classic in our industry. That's never changed, and that will never change, Right. But the huge new variable, if you have it in place, if you're nurturing, if you're implementing it, is what? The virtual. So I'm really counting on that this summer. We had people in Hawaii doing their private lessons twice a week. We had people in Lake Tahoe. We had people as far as, I think, one in Europe doing their lessons because they can. So that's my answer for that. Otherwise, I don't believe there's any new data unless someone wants to put it in the comments. You know, how are you going to prepare for summer break drop-offs? They're going to happen like they do every year. So I think the number one tool will be virtual. Number two, of course, when they come back in August, they can double and triple up on classes. That's a big one we've always done. We can say, hey, I tell you what, don't put your membership on hold. When your kid comes back, you know, we want to make sure they get caught up because for us, August, and that's why we do a whole month of this. And people ask me that all the time. Why do we do a whole month of review, makeup, stripes, and belt testing? Because guess what? You have that kid coming back from vacation who took three weeks off in July and didn't earn two stripes. So when they hit August, we're giving them complimentary private lessons. In this case, all the free 15-minute virtual privates that you want, that you want, right? And then they're going to do those and we'll schedule a bunch of workshops, get caught up workshops, right? On Saturdays for two hours. So literally that kid's going to come back and instead of doing two classes twice a week at 45 minutes, this kid will be immersing himself at about three hours. And if you can create enough workshops and opportunities for them to make up the time they're away, nobody will put it on hold. Okay. So write that down and start strategizing and putting that into your calendar for when everyone comes back. Don O'Neill, cat, immortal tiger, Kenpo karate. I love the new mural. The new mural is awesome, cat. Herman, what's happening, Herman, sir? Jason Hort, forgot the name of our school is Crouching Tiger. Yeah. Crouching Tiger. And we are hiring for our Lafayette West, Indiana. Oh, good, good. So if you know someone, please let us know. So a school out there, they're hiring at one of their locations, Lafayette, West Indiana, West Lafayette, Indiana area. Cool, Jason. I'm happy to plug that for you, sir. All right. We got lots of people sitting in the corner. If you're here, let me know that you're here. Tell me the name of your school and that you're tuning in, right? Become part of the group. Success never sleeps. We are a collective. And as a collective, we figure this thing called life out together. Yeah. Cool. All right. So let me take a look at our next question, please. Okay. What is the next question? Let me make sure I stay with you. All right. When searching for a new location, what are the most what are the most important criteria? When searching for a new location, what are the most important criteria? Okay, well, 
I think the first thing you should always do is a business plan. And a business plan is powerful. We're actually doing that right now in our It's Time group mentoring. And when you do a business plan, I think the first thing you do, number one, is is you write out your why, who are you, um, what makes your product unique or your services unique. And then you explain in the second part, you do your demographic study because I want to know why you're opening the school in that new new location. Why? Don't tell me it's because you live in the neighborhood. Okay, simply don't. Now, I opened up a school in Millbrae. I live in Millbrae, coincidentally, but do your demographic study. Someone tell me right now, what is the average household income in Millbrae, California? Go take a look. Okay, and then compare that to the average household income in where you're at. Okay, put it in there and look at the difference. You'll see right away. Number one, I want to make sure the average household income can support my product, my services. That's very, 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 very important to me because we are high-end. We are the apple of martial arts. We work to achieve that through everything that we do. So we are pricey. We aren't $99 a month, but it's important that you can support that. And if there's not a demographic to support it, then why open it there? So that's the first thing. Second, how many preschools are in your area? And hopefully within a three-mile radius, you have anywhere from five to 10, right? We're a little more condensed here. Well, actually not. Millbury's only 22,000 in population, but we have about, I think, nine or 10 preschools in our area. Second, we have five elementary schools, Meadows, Green Hills, Lomita, uh, Franklin, and Spring Valley. We have five elementary schools within a three-mile radius, even less. I think it's like two. It's crazy. But you know what? That would tell me there's a lot of families here. And I know from doing my demographic study, people move to Millbrae because we have what's called California Distinguished Schools. So people will pay more for the homes and to live here because they can put their kids in school free, right? We're not paying for a private school. So that's another big thing. Right. And then next, when you study uh, the average household income, I want to know how many families live in those homes. Say we have 100 homes in Millbrae, and I want to know that at least 60 of them are owned by a family. And I want to know that family has kids, not high school kids going or kids going to college. I want to know their elementary school kids. So those are all the things I look for, all of them. I would never just open a school because I live there. So I think that's important. And then also, where do you want to put that school? I'm still very big on location, 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 because that to me is much like Starbucks, much like any large franchise mindset. You won't see a Starbucks in an industrial park, will you? You never will, right? So think about that. And we do pay a lot of rent, but you know what? We make a lot more money. So as long as my rent isn't more than 10%, 15% of my gross, I'm cool with that. I'm cool with that all day, every day. So I like location, location, location. Because the amount of marketing we get with a good storefront, we have a win, uh, window with a commercial playing 24-7, 365 on a fire stick. We have brochures you can take. That's huge. That's huge. So that's important to me. I want anchor stores around me. Uh, in San Francisco, we have Safeway, which is a big food chain. We have Kentucky Fried Chicken, Taco Bell, um, several banks, well-known banks, right? Chase Bank is, Citibank is right across the street. Millbrae, we have 24-hour fitness, Subway Sandwich. We have Trader Joe's. We have two Starbucks. We have Safeway again out here, on and on. So those are some of the things I look for. How about you? Go ahead and post it in the comments. What do we have in the comments? Anybody? Wow, Agora Hill is 121,000. He's in California, right? Marco is 91,000. Good. Milbray, it's 128,000. That's a lot, right? That's a lot. Jason, 91,000. See, but what I'm trying to share is that's why I pay more rent and I'm cool with that. Look at that. So out of everybody who posts here, except for Conrad's pretty close to me, right? We're up there. Take a look at that. We're up there, right? But we pay more for everything. So it's all relative, but that means I can charge more. See, see where I'm going with that? That's why I think it's really important um, that we don't 
I, I hear I hear this a lot from marketing people, and so I want to challenge them on that. I remember marketing guys saying, "Well, you know, if you get a Big Mac in New York, you pay the same amount for a Big Mac in Ohio as you do in San Francisco. So, you know, I charge three hundred bucks. You should charge three hundred bucks. No, 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 no. Food is a necessity. I wouldn't call necessarily, but that's that's a food. It's a necessity. Martial arts is entertainment. Martial arts is and an extracurricular activity. Martial arts is, you know what I mean? So it's not the same. It's kind of like when people give me the whole contract song and dance and they go, well, you know, on your apartment, you sign a lease. That's a contract. And you can't just go on vacation for a month and say to your landlord, I don't want to pay my rent for a month. No, 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 no. Where I live is a necessity. Martial arts is an extracurricular activity. Make no mistake on that. Make no mistakes. So be very, very mindful of that. Yeah. See, look where Virginia, the major, major is a uh, grocery store. I learned Walgreens. Good. Across the street from an elementary and high school works well. I love it. Yeah. But we had that discussion, right, Virginia, before you took that location, when Virginia was scouting out locations, we talked about that and, and I, I was all for that location. I remember the video when you were first looking at her, shooting around and looking at what was around you. I think it's brilliant. Pamela, we have eight elementary and middle schools within three miles. Yay, we are negotiating. I love it. I love it. But this is all smart stuff, right? This is all smart stuff. Kat loves her new location. Went from 11 students to 25 in the first month. I finished the build out and now we're 30 plus. Yay. Zero paid marketing, all foot traffic. See, see where I'm going with that? And those are, you know, it's already tough enough to own a small business, right? It's already tough enough. So you want to try to stack the deck in your favor. My neighbors are a hair salon and a cupcake coffee shop. Next to them is a pharmacy and a ton of restaurants in the center. Good. On and on and on. James, 75K per household. Well, you know, and James, I, I applaud you. James is doing really well and he, he's in a neighborhood to give back. Right. But he's also doing well with his schools. So I think that's that's a huge plus. So that's my take on that one. Cool. All right. Let's look at the next question. This is a big one, right? Google ads versus Facebook ads. You know, I don't think it's versus anything. I say this one all the time. I would market 70 ways to 70 people, not one way to 70 people. So I run Google ads and I also run Facebook ads. We do both. We do both. We do both. I think the challenge that we're seeing with Facebook ads right now is that you have to pay to play. You know, I, I took a great webinar with Chris Rodriguez and um, Steven Reinstein. And they talked about Google a lot. And I was very grateful that with Google and, you know, I'm going to tell you, they share great stuff and, and I admire both of them. I'm going to have Chris on the show maybe next week. Um, but it also shows me I'm doing the right things. Other than I'm only at about 85 reviews for San Francisco and 90 for Millbrook. I haven't hit triple digit. We've done all the good things we need to do, right? So the challenge with Facebook right now is that if you don't pay to play, then roughly 10% of your audience is seeing what you post. That's it now because the bandwidth is so saturated. Have you noticed when you post a video at Facebook, it'll say, do you want me to delete this in 30 days? Do you see that? That's a new feature because think about the bandwidth of Facebook. All the people, billions of people all over the world would post videos. That takes a bandwidth. All of that takes a bandwidth. So when you do a post now at your Facebook group page, what happens fundamentally is this. From everything I've studied, your 10% sees it. They like it. They comment. They share it. The spiders go, ooh, what's going on over there? Let's share it with more people and more people. But if you post something and your 10% doesn't start singing and dancing, that's not even your 100%. 10% doesn't start singing and dancing. Guess what happens? It's dead. It's dead in the water. So yes, you need to run Facebook ads. But again, I, I wouldn't put all my eggs in one basket. Now, with Google... If you're running Google AdWords or Google Ads, you know, you want to own that real estate at the top because we run ads for most of the part, we're right up top with the ads. Now, some people would say, I scroll past the ads because those are paid. Great. As soon as you get past the ads, there we are again. 
And there we are again. And there we are again. I think somebody checked it the other day. Go to, um, I don't know, Kids Karate in Millbrae. Tell me how many times you see one martial arts in the first page, right? Before you even scroll down and then scroll down through the first page. How many times do you see us? And then you go ahead and post your own in there, right? This isn't a competition. This is just to share with you what we need to work on. Cool? what we need to work on. And while you do that, I'll talk a little more about the Google space um, that we were already doing. And Chris Rodriguez uh, helped reinforce this. And so did Steven Reinstein, but they go hand in hand. So tell me everybody has claimed their Google business page. I hope you did because then you get a little thing in the mail. They verify the address. And once that's all cool, you put in the verification code. Then you go in there and set up your business page. Set it up and make sure you set it up right. Little things like I've, if I put a one parentheses 415, you know, 7319988, and then somewhere else I've just got 415 No, no. Everything needs to be consistent everywhere. Everything consistent with your website needs to be consistent with your Google. Make sure that's very, very consistent, very, very consistent. Then also claim your Google Maps. Google Maps is just one more way to rank right? Make sure that you're on Google Maps and that when people pull it up, you come up on the little map there, okay? Let's see who's posting stuff to me. Somebody talking to me? Okay. So, and then you want to claim Google Maps. Good. Everybody claim, claim, claim. I love to hear that. And if you haven't, that's okay. Take ownership of that too, right? All right. So you do Google Maps. Then, ironically, People love pictures, post lots and lots and lots of pictures. We load pictures every week. We batch them in. They just, again, that shows that you're updating constantly and Google loves that too. Just like, you know, your website. If you want your website to rank, that's why we keep a blog. Keeping a blog, if you're always updating your website, somehow, some way, somehow, some way, again, that ranks really well with Google. And guess what? Google ties into the website. If your website loads slowly, right, and your website doesn't have the same information as your Google business page, guess what? You're not going to rank well. So it's a new thing going on. And the talk is, you know, is very important. And going back to Facebook ads, everyone has seen the new thing with Apple, right? Cat may be able to share something in there. You know, uh, take a look at that. You know, Apple is adding more because they want you to do Apple ad spend. So they're putting a new verification thing in there. We're setting ours up now and all that. And that's going to, again, I read an article. It's really going to affect Google ads and Facebook ads tremendously. Tremendously. So we want to pay attention to that too. I don't know all the details. It seems a little kind of gray right now, but as that rolls out, I'll share the information I learn as we learn it. Okay. But I know Apple's doing a whole new thing. And because of that, it may compromise our Google ads and Facebook ads as far as, you know, them being seen, right? Especially if you have an iPhone and things like that. So, but if that means running Apple ads, I'm not against that because imagine if Apple starts saying, if you have an Apple device that, you know, you can only see Apple ads, let's say hypothetically, Kat, I don't work on customer facing Apple anymore. I'm internal IT. I work on data centers. Okay. So I don't have a look, but it, it, it's out there. It's out there. But if that's, you know, uncharted territory and nobody else is advertising there, I might look at that, right? That's why a lot of people are, are, are moving to, you know, other platforms because there's less people there right now, but there's less advertisers there. Cool. So, and then this is important too. And of course your Google reviews, that's a big one. Google reviews, right? And I saw one guy's up to 193. Wow, that's powerful. Another one's at 300. So we're only begun that, but we're very organic about that. I don't want to do a contest. Post a review in your, in your our contest. I don't want to do that. I want people to be inspired to do that. You know, you guys saw the one um, I posted of the boy. He sent me an email because he asked me last semester to write letters of recommendation. Now, mind you, this boy hasn't trained with us since 2016, right? Shortly after he earned his black belt, he went on to do basketball and soccer and he's a star soccer player. And so, you know, he reached out to me and said, can you write me a letter of recommendation? I did. And then I just got an email or what happened? You know, this boy got into all three of these private high schools he wanted to get into. So I was very proud of that. And we posted that and it took off. We had one where the girl 
uh, did her whole black belt essay from memory. We posted that, it took off, right? Those type of organic posts are super duper powerful, super powerful. So the reason I share that is because your reviews, when they happen organically, there's something magical. They just did. There just is. But you should constantly through a drip system be posting, hey, if we think we deserve it, give us a five-star review at Google or don't even say that. Simply review us at Google, right? Or review us here. I would never say, give us a five-star review. I would simply say, if we have earned it, would you humbly take the time out and post a review here with a link directly to the review site? That I'm willing to do. And that's something you should schedule into your social media calendar. So it's happening every you know two to three weeks. And of course, when new students sign up, I want to do that as well. You know, At some point in their journey, three months in, six months in, say, hey, if we're serving you well and you're really happy, please consider leaving us a review here. Again, it's just a system that you should put into place and schedule it in so it automatically happens and you don't have to do anything about it. Cool? And then lastly, you you want to make sure you're posting on a regular basis at Google, right? Post on a regular basis. Because when the day's done, if you don't do all of these things, claim your business page, set it up right, do the Google Maps, get all the reviews, um, and post regularly and load tons of pictures, guess what? I don't care if you have paid ads or not, right? You're going to end up not ranking really high when the day's done. But you know, I think Chris Rodriguez really reinforced that to me. You got to pay to play. That's life. You got to pay to play. Right. And we all should have a marketing budget. And that's another another day. But you know, roughly, I've heard numbers as high as spend up to 20% of your gross on marketing. Okay. Well, I'm gonna spend that money on training my team, paying them well, uh, creating the Disney experience within my school. But yes, make no mistake, I spend money on Facebook and Google ads. Cool. All right, let me take a deep breath here, see what's going on. A lot, of com- a lot of conversation going on in there. Go ahead. If you do have a question, let me get a drink of water. If you do have a question, please go ahead and post it in the comments. And how many of you shared this? Has anybody shared this amazing broadcast today? Cool. And let me let me post up our next question, please. All right. Cool. So the next question, and 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 I've gotten this one from several school owners. What do you do when you have a family that refuses to wear a mask or constantly complains publicly about having to wear them at your school? You know, I'm going to tell you, that's a, that's a real hard one. Fortunately, and I'm going to say fortunately, I am here in California where masks are not an issue, where if you're a business that requires people to wear masks indoors as of today, then you're actually looked upon in a healthy way. That's it. Long story short. But I do have clients in other parts of the country where as soon as the mask mandate went into the fact that you no longer have to wear a mask, controversy erupted in their schools. Because people will walk into the school without a mask and then you will share Um, Our policy is we require everybody to wear masks. Well, it's not a mandate anymore. I don't have to wear one. It's my right. I understand that, sir. But this is my business. And we refuse the right to reserve. We reserve the right to refuse service to anybody that is not wearing a mask. That is our policy. Just like a restaurant in Hawaii, you see them everywhere. No shirt, no shoes. You can't come in the restaurant. Okay. You, it's still your business. And again, you want to think culturally what fits for you. Please don't think about simply making money because I do believe it will come back to bite you in the ass. We've had schools here who butchered up their windows and ran their schools the whole time. I think that's the short game. I believe the long game is the people that you know boarded up their windows and put butcher paper. They lost a lot of people that will never come back, never come back. And, you know, come on, I'm here in San Francisco. We still, 
do not have indoor classes for kids still, but I will follow what my local county uh, government says, as well as what the state says. And that's what we choose to do as a community leader. My team is fully vaccinated. We made that choice. And I've shared this with people openly. I am not into vaccines. I have only gotten one flu shot in my whole life. And that was because my kids were babies. I'm not big on vaccines, but you know what? I got both vaccines for Moderna. I am fully vaccinated. I believed for me, it was good leadership. My team was doing it. I'm going to support my culture and my tribe. And here, people look at us in a really good way. That's one of the things we use as a selling point, that we are fully vaccinated. Some people look at us and think we're nuts. Okay. Again, every part of the country is different. And I know that's a huge challenge. So you've got the person coming in going, I don't have to wear a mask. And you say, yes, you do. Because that's what we choose to do for our culture. No different than you wear your uniform to class, you wear a belt to class because that's what we require. Because what's happening with some of the schools I work with, the yin to the yang is, guess what? You have the person that wears a mask going, I'm not coming to class anymore because so-and-so is not wearing masks. I don't feel safe. I want to quit. So you've got to split in your culture now, 50% who want to wear a mask and maybe 50% who don't. So the 50% who don't want to wear a mask, you're going, you got to wear a mask. So they're going, forget it. I'm not coming anymore. The person who does wear a mask going, you ain't wearing a mask. I'm not coming anymore. So it's a very delicate situation. And, and you know, some people say, hey, people got no problem. Those who want to wear a mask, wear them. Those who don't, don't. I wish it was that way for everybody. I really wish it was simply that way. If I want to wear one, I wear one. And if I don't, I don't. And everyone still comes to class. They have no challenge with people with masks or no masks. That would be ideal. But if you want to tell me what to do in this place, I would let them go. That's what I would do. Because, you know, you can't be everything to everybody. And if they're complaining about you publicly and it's, it's, it's compromising your culture, then you have the right to refuse service. That's simple. You know, our policy is... We are going to wear masks. That is what I choose to do as a business owner. And that's what I choose to do for my culture. Just like maybe in your school, there's no shoes on the mat. Maybe in your school, you must wear your belt, right? I would treat it the same way. But honestly, if that family's refusing to wear a mask and they're publicly bashing you about it, that would be a conversation. Hey, please don't do that. You know, this is what we're choosing to do. Can you please respect us? And as part of our culture, as we support you in your child's development and serving you, can you please support us in our choices and what we do? Because it's a relationship. No, I won't wear a mask. Then I'm sorry. I'm going to have to dismiss you from the school. And that's, that's, that's the long and short. But is it a very delicate situation? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. We require uniforms and no one complains about it. So why not require a mask? It's because I think the politics associated with it. And if you've modified your class, someone posted that, you know, we were doing outdoor classes with masks and someone posted, you're killing the kids by making them wear masks. You're entitled to that opinion. You know, you're entitled to that, but we're simply doing what we're asked to do. We've modified the classes. We've reduced the cardio. We give adequate mask breaks. So we're doing all those different things. And that's the best we can do. And if you believe at the end of the day, when you put your head down on the pillow, you're doing the best you can. Hey, you know, what are you going to do? Yeah, but we require uniforms and no one complains about that. I like that. I like that, Conrad. What is everyone doing with the shortage of uniforms from some suppliers? You know, that's a good question. Um, I believe you have to just look a little deeper, Jason, um, because... There are uniforms out there. I know Century's been very active in trying to get those containers, the ones that fell off the boat. There's some still caught, you know, at the docks. And so it's not something they plan for, but I do believe you should have multiple suppliers. We do. But on the yin to the yang, as loyal as Century is to us, you should be loyal to Century, right? I think that's important too. And if you don't have a few belts, scramble, get them elsewhere in the interim and do what you got to do, right? To shore that up. But what we've done, fortunately, is we always buy in bulk. So we have uniforms on hand. 
we were able to make it through bell testing and we still have uniforms in stock, right? So I think if you need to utilize multiple vendors just for the moment, do that. But ultimately, I think loyalty to the people that serve you well is also important, okay? That's very important. Hey, what's up, Adam? Adam Parker in the UK. Yeah, see? I love that. We promote a culture of care and consideration. That's the three C's, culture, care, and consideration for others. One, one way we practice this is by wearing masks. I got no challenge with it. I wear a mask all the time. And you know what? They, they just released a new one. Look, Ron was awesome and sent me a box of white belts. Yeah. So students without uniforms have a school t-shirt and a white belt. Thank you, Ron. Super cool. And that's another way, right? That's another way. That's another way right there. There's another way right there. My, Mar my early March orders are still back ordered for size one to three. Yeah. Yeah. We've had no problem getting uniforms, folks. None. But we use multiple vendors. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. And, and I think that that's really it. Even though we're fully vaccinated, we're told in now that CDC is saying you can be outside without masks. But honestly, I don't want to run around pulling out a card going, look at me, I'm vaccinated. I don't have to wear a mask outdoors. So it's just habit. I don't mind. You know, if I'm running or something like that, that's different. That's different. That's different. Yeah. Third option is you can get higher quality uniforms and maybe Century will give it to you at a lower price. Sure. Sure. Conrad, we offer outdoor one-on-one -on -one sessions for students who don't want to wear a mask. Love it, Conrad. I love it. I love it. You can do that too, right? But we're still wearing masks outdoors. Yeah. We got pretty big group classes outdoors. We're running over 200 people between two locations outdoors. It's something. I looked at the sign-ins in just Millbrae last week. We had 120 people between 9 a.m. and 2 p.m. Crazy, right? And everyone's still more comfortable with the mask. So even though I'm fully vaccinated and I don't have to wear a mask, I'm okay with that. Jason, we are looking at a summer style uniform, which would be a school t-shirt and athletic pants. We are too right now. Me and the team are talking about that. Something is kind of Star Trek-y, right? Something that fits well with a V-neck, with our logo, you know, some kind of cool black track pants that are solid black right? Maybe even a cool Lululemon pants with our black belt. We've been doing that outdoors since day one because, you know, we're not comfortable wearing our uniforms outdoors. You know, we chose, and it's cold a lot. So we're wearing a zip up hoodie, things like that. Um, so yeah, we're even looking at that. That would be cool to come out of the pandemic with some cool new type of outfit. I think it'd be really cool, right? Something a little more contemporary space age, right? Like they tried to do that. Remember when they tried to do that with the Taekwondo uniform, they remade it for the Olympics, but it didn't, it didn't quite hit the mark because it looked like leggings with the Taekwondo top, you know? So we're looking at that as well, Jason. Absolutely. Absolutely. Let me go to the next question. <clears throat> All right. So Again, here we go, right? After having a COVID outbreak at your school, how do you rebuild that relationship with your clients to let them know you are a safe place? So that's something that should have been happening all along, all along. And if from day one, you were using an anti-static fogger, you're following all the protocols, you're doing temperature checks, asking the three questions, cleaning hands, practicing social distancing, the whole nine yards, and you've actively done that at social media, we have commercials on our website doing the same thing. We're singing the song all the time. And you have an outbreak, people, I don't think people are going to slight you for that, sir. You know, or, or I, I just don't believe that. I don't believe that. And if they know that, you know, we followed all the protocol, but it's going to happen. It's going to happen. You know, Beth Block said that a, a long time ago. It's not if it's going to happen. It's when it's going to happen. And I hope by the grace of God, we don't have an outbreak, right? But we've done a really, really, really good job. And like I said, the whole team is vaccinated. We continue to wear masks indoor and outdoor, even though we're vaccinated. There are three of us here last night at the end of the day, and we're still wearing masks. And all three of us are vaccinated. That old saying, better safe than sorry, I think is important. Is important. I was talking to somebody in Florida yesterday, and they won't get a vaccination, but they're putting iodine. Who's iodine up their nose? Can someone explain that to me? I know that was running around a while back, 
some, you know, somebody told me in Florida, they won't get the vaccination because they're putting iodine up their nose and that kills COVID. Can someone help me on that one? Can someone help me? You know, and, and, and again, I think it's really about the relationship of your tribe folks. It really is. You know, when we talk about the relationship you have with your tribe, if you've been doing the right things from day one and you continue to do the right things and you're doing, and that's why, again, why we chose not to butcher paper up our windows and do whatever the hell we wanted. You know, we chose not to do that. We chose because if you can say, I follow protocol, if you can say that you've done all of these things and follow them verbatim, verbatim, and you still have an outbreak, you know, that's life. You haven't heard that one? Has anyone heard of the iodine up the nose thing? It was someone I spoke to in Florida yesterday, but they say iodine kills COVID. I'm like, okay. I didn't have a conversation. We, I went right on to the next part of our discussion because that's, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I've never, you know, that one's, I haven't heard here in California. Cool. So again, trust, trust the strength of your tribe. And as you rebuild, I don't think you have to rebuild. It is what it is. And I think, you know, if you have virtual in place, we simply go, Hey, we move from here outdoors, you know, whatever from the outbreak, we go back to virtual when everything's cool and we got a clear thing, you know, iodine for radiation. Yes. For COVID. I don't know. I don't know, James. It is what it is. Okay. So, you know, that again is, is a tough situation, but it's not one that you can't overcome. Definitely not one you, that you can't overcome. Next question. And I think I'm down to my last one. All right. So what do you look for when hiring a quality social media person or company? You know, this has been a big one and I've posted a lot about this um, through my own personal experiences and through taking a lot. I have taken a lot of webinars in the past month about social media because, you know, for me, I, I recognize outsourcing it, having somebody else do it is really not a good choice. I think I've witnessed people like Virginia, I've witnessed people like Jason really come home to their brand and their why and really cultivate content and imagery that is so unique and different. So yes, I still work with a company. I still work with a company. But um, as far as giving the reins of my social media to anybody, I will no longer do that ever, ever, ever. And I've learned a lot from that in, in, in my past experiences. So Chris Rodriguez said this so well yesterday after we posted this question in the Disruptor Group. She said, there's a huge difference between an amateur and a professional. An amateur is a 10-year-old kid who posts. Anybody can post. Anybody, anybody can post. I was sitting there looking at something at Instagram and someone saying, hey, man, I was looking at your Instagram and, you know, I can help you do ABC. And my son said, delete that. I said, why? He says, they've only got four followers. I went, oh, <laughs> I wasn't even looking, right? From the mouths of babes. So that's the first thing is recognize just because somebody posts a lot doesn't make them a social media expert at all, at all. So Chris said it really well. A professional is able to take your brand and create a strategic plan with quantifiable results, quantifiable results. So if you choose to work with a company, then you should be able to look at something neutral like insights at Facebook, insights at Google, and sit there and talk to each other and know how the needle is moving, what ads are performing well, what social media posts are performing well. If they're not willing to do that with you, and they simply say, we're the expert and trust us, I'd probably go the other way. Next, always in the future, if I hire a social media person, or if I hire a company, I will make sure they have references. I would want to talk to at least three to four other martial arts schools that have used their services repeatedly, not one time. I've had social media people I've worked with in a brief period of time that I would never use again. Never, never, ever, never, ever. So, and I've worked with social media people for a long time that I won't refer at all today. 
So I want you to really pay attention to that. No different than a plumber, no different than anything else. You want referrals. And then you want to be able to follow up with those referrals and talk to those martial arts school owners. And if those schools aren't still in business, I don't think that's a good reference. I would want to be able to see quantifiable results. I call up a school. Yeah, they were awesome. Can you show me some quantifiable results? Can I see your Facebook insights for an ad they run? And then share with me what kind of leads it generated and were those good leads? Those are real legit questions. And I don't think you're prying. I just think you need to do your due diligence because now in social media, everybody and their mother is a social media expert. You notice that? Who's noticed that? Raise your hand. Put that in the comments, right? Tell me if we haven't witnessed in our industry this onslaught, you know, right? And, and, and I think Virginia's really good at that. And I'm going to read Virginia's comment. I wonder, I can verify if you have a strong, you can overcome the crisis. Yeah, you can, huh, James? I actually do have a social, have a person doing social media work for me now, but it works really well because I got clear about my purpose. You did, values brand before I hired her. We meet monthly and it's very much an organic cooperative effort. The main thing is that she keeps my social media posting consistent and she is far more knowledgeable about trends than I am. Yeah, and that's really what, what you're looking for the different trends, because we know the algorithms are changing all the time. Things are changing dramatically. But I'm going to tell you, if your social media people are just adding some new filter or captions in the bottom, stuff like that, run, run. Because don't think because a post looks good that it's doing well, right? Sometimes, again, like that post of the girl doing her uh, black belt essay from memory, it blew up. It blew up and I actually had one or two students sign up this week because somebody watched that at social media and they brought their kid in and said, I was overwhelmed by that. That was simply amazing, right? Jason, it may take time to learn to cultivate how to post with your brand purpose and why, but it's extremely empowering to be able to do it yourself. It is, it is, you know, to be at the mercy of anybody is a huge challenge and not something I recommend. It's just not what I recommend at all. You know me, I'm very passionate about my brands and I got lazy. I'm the first to admit it, I got lazy and I did not pay attention you know, to what was going on with my social media. I did not, I did not. So it's my own damn fault and I take responsibility for that. So I want you to be mindful of that. You know, look, look, I mean, I have a brand, I have several brands and I'm very diligent about what they say and what they do. And it's important that I am working with someone that talks to me, we cooperate, but most important though, you know, for both Virginia and Jason, make sure that, you know, you are able to have quantifiable results, right? Right? Yeah, engagement driven, so important, Virginia. I believe that, right? And you see someone do a post and the engagement's nothing. Guess what Facebook's going to say about that post? Out the door. So we are. And things like asking questions, right? That type of engagement's important. Right? Something as simple. You notice that at Facebook now, when you say in a question, it pops up. You know, if you ask a question, you get better results. Has anyone seen that at Facebook? Raise your hand or put it in the comments. Your team does amazing. And I learned a lot by seeing what you were doing. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and really cultivating that. Right. You know, I, I had a meeting with my team as we make changes in our social media uh, strategies and we recognize it's about engagement. I don't care how many posts you do. That Gary V philosophy is now pivoted. It's no longer the same. Just post, 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 post. No, I think it should be very strategic. It should be based upon a why, a purpose and your culture. And from that, you have very mindful posts. I think that's that's very important for us, mindful posts. And we've really worked a lot in the past month as we've made huge changes in, in our social media environment to really start beginning to cultivate something that's a little more educational, a little more organic, and not a bunch of fluff. Sometimes a really good picture that doesn't have a bunch of writing on it with good copy up top, 90 characters, is valuable. It really is. And understand, not everything should have a call to action to it. Not everything should have a thousand hashtags. It shouldn't. It shouldn't. So to be very mindful about what you're doing and posting is, is important. You notice we just sold out 
the four-day experience of It's Time Life Change. I believe one of the very thoughtful things we do is each participant, we do a post about them. And they ask us to tag them. And all of a sudden, once we did that, boom, it sold out. So the four-day experience sold out, right? And, and, and now we're offering the two-day experience. We have an event that's sold out for November. That's kind of cool, right? That's super cool. And I've had some people reaching out. You know, I know Letitia and Ben are coming and myself. So here's, I tell you the strategy, okay? You guys know we eat at Benihana's, right? That's one of the highlights. You can do 10 at one table, 10 at another table. Well, guess what? That leaves me, Letitia and Ben at another table. So, you know, they asked me, would you be willing to do seven more people? Maybe, maybe not. If you campaign hard enough and hit us up personally, we might do that. You know, seven more people for the four-day experience, okay? Yeah, it should be clear, concise, and meaningful. So now we're offering the two-day experience. So, and that's it. But understand, you look at social media now, um, everybody and their mother's a social media guru. And just because you post doesn't make you a social media person, right? And just because every kid can tick, talk, Snapchat, throw a dog a bone, doesn't make you a social media expert. I've done that. Let some young high school kid do my post because he understood how to negotiate Facebook better than I could at one time. They understood how to TikTok before I could. But TikTok's not my platform, right? They understood Snapchat before I could, right? We know social media is very time consuming. So we should be very strategic about how we do it and when we do it, right? All those things, all those things. Cool? So I wanted to share that because I have firsthand experience. And please, if you're the first thing you see in the Zoom meeting with that social media company is a library behind them with a book, with a spotlight on it, run, run, run. Because again, that someone took social media 101 and the first thing they'll say is give yourself credibility, right? So you put a library behind you. Uh-uh, run, freaking run. And another one I see a lot now, and I witness this with my own brand, people will put hashtag Brandon Beliso. I saw that someone's social media post and I'm going, what is this? Because I popped up and I'm going, why is this? So hashtag Brandon Beliso, hashtag Tony Robbins, hashtag Grant Cordon, hashtag Bruce Lee, hashtag. And I'm going, oh, I get it. If you're searching for Brandon Beliso at social media, their stuff comes up as well. So again, that, that type of black hat tricks, I think is bullshit. It's real bullshit because then you're riding on somebody else's coattails. I would have never thought to do that. Never. Never, ever, but it is. I think you may have a new song there. Sure. Yeah, a new song, right? <laughs> TikTok, Snapchat, throw a dog a bone. <laughs> yeah, and I've been talking a lot. My video posts have been about social media because I had to get off my lazy behind and really look at what was happening in my business as well as start learning and educating myself. So if you've seen me sitting there on some of those same webinars you're at, because Live and learn, right? I mean, that's that's another health healthy mantra. You got to live and learn. All right. So let's see what we got left here, folks. Any other questions before we wrap this up for the day? And what a great show today, you guys. I love all of you. Thank you so, so much. So again, I want to remind you, it's time live change. We now have the two-day event. Please don't miss out. And if some of my hardcore four-day experience people want to make that track, you know, the reason it's called change is because we are in a time of so much change, change more than we've ever been in, ever, ever, ever. And everybody who's ever been to the four-day event, you know it. It's a personal experience. It's a spiritual experience. It's a hard experience. It's a relationship experience. A lot of you have friendships with people you met there till this day, till this day. It is a business experience. And we have Sam on. Having Sam here, and I share Sam's story all the time, 100 students, one location, multimillionaire because he took his monies and started investing it 30 years ago. And he recognized that and he's good at what he does. I've worked with Sam for years. He's helped me a lot in, in, with, my invest, with my investments. And he guarantees, he says, the money that you spend for coming out here, you will make back in what he recommends for you to do easily. And that's, a, that's I believe it. I believe it. I believe it. So please think about that as well. If you really want to come to that event. Um, our It's Time Group Mentoring, we meet again today at 1230. It's a month-to-month -month service. Again, 
You can quit anytime you want. I think it's a hundred bucks, 130 bucks a month. But we go through an experience. This month we went and set up your business for success. We created a business plan and we set up everything through profit first. Today, I'm going to meet with them and we're going to go through what they learned, the things they experienced. Again, that networking, that vibe of everybody sitting in Zoom talking, figuring things out. And from it, we're going to cultivate creating a business and setting it up for success. So I got that going on as well. You know, and then of course at social media, you'll find me everywhere. YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, our disruptor group page. Everybody should be part of that. Please tell me that you are. The files alone. I turned somebody onto the files the other day and they found the instructor's training experience. There's a birthday format there. There's all the stuff for profit first for a business plan. Again, it's there. You need some great memes and stuff. You know, find me at Pinterest. You're welcome to use all my stuff and repost it. I'm totally cool with that when it comes to uh, everybody in my disruptor group and everybody that's part of our group mentoring. Cool, cool, cool. All right. So, Marco, hopefully everybody shared this. You shared this with as many people possible. Before we do that, I want to thank my sponsors again, my studio. We just signed a new influencer deal with them. I've been an influencer for my studio for three years. And now after a break, no, we've never taken a break. After this pandemic, I should say. Uh, we just signed a new influencer deal with them. And I'm very blessed and grateful to work with a disruptor like my studio. First app-based CRM system. It's powerful. It works really well. And they're constantly upgrading, improving, and improving, improving. And they listen to us. And I think that's powerful as well. My sister, Letitia at LC Accounting. You know, if you didn't donate to her cause for cancer, uh, she's doing a BBJJ tournament this weekend, her and her husband. Please contribute to that. It's for a good cause. And join our Live Your Best Life Facebook group. That's a new group that I put together. And it really is about that. It's not martial arts based or business based. It's very much about doing the things we need to do to become better versions of ourselves. And this week was respect. Last week was practice. And, and so each week is a different theme. The first week was love. Last week was practice. This week was respect. And we're going to go through that. And we're going to learn together the different tools and sharpen our, our sharpen our sword and the skill sets we need to be better versions of ourselves. So that group right now, if you're part of that group and you refer eight people and get them to join us, we give you create a success mindset, my e-learning experience. So take advantage of that as well. Cool. So hopefully you shared this with everybody today. Uh, and Marco, we're going to digitally, everyone's name went into a hat. And we're going to pull a winner. Who's our winner today, Marco? Put it in the comments, please. You get a 30-minute discovery call with me. Just reach out to me at Facebook and we'll set up a time, okay? So who's our winner today, Marco? I know it's in there. It's so weird because at Zoom, I'm at one speed and then I see it jump over to Facebook like 10 seconds later, right? So who is our winner today, Marco? There it is, Jason Horde. Hey, Jason, you're our winner today. Jason, if you're still with us, put in there, sir. Congratulations, everybody disruptors. Please celebrate Jason's win today. I think the big thing I've learned about life is if I'm going to enjoy my own success, I want to celebrate other people's success. That's very important. That's very important. I need to be a follower as much as I need to be a leader. I need to be a fan as much as I need to be a star. The yin to the yang. And if I can't celebrate someone else's success, that means I'm living in ego, jealousy, envy, and I refuse to do that. I refuse to do that. What a waste of energy and time. Spend my time improving my game, sharpening my own sword. Cool, cool, cool. All right. Yeah, give it to him, Pamela, Marco, Danny. Danny, you got to join us in, in, in the group, right? We've missed you the past couple of months. So Mish, Sensei Mish, awesome. Give him some love, disruptors. Give him some love. Rebecca, what's happening, Rebecca? From Believe Martial Arts, yeah? Cool, cool, cool. So as we wrap this up, I'm grateful everybody's here today. You know, and again, hey, Virginia, congratulations. I'm so, so happy for you and, and everything that's going on. Um, everybody that's here today, you know, again, you know, I'm a giver. My heart's filled with love. I love you guys. 
continue to cultivate this. I think what we do with the disruptor group is something very unique and special. I believe through this pandemic, it's a brave new world. And we have a very unique opportunity to reinvent the martial arts industry, right? They say we've lost 35 to 50% of the martial arts goals. That tells me we have a pretty bad business model to begin with. So as we pivot through this thing and we're cultivating this new business model, my goal, my intent is to really help the new school owner, the small school owner, move that needle. Talk to Virginia. Talk to Jason. Talk to Marco. People that were stuck you know, in their businesses for a decade, Jason particularly. And he's finally moving that needle. Look at Lorenzo Sandoval. He finally broke 24,000. I think he's on his path to do 25,000. Never in his life. Never in his life. And it's really some real challenging things with the small business owner that I delve into in the work that I do. And you know, my passion and commitment will always be to the small school owner. And that's what makes the disruptors unique. That's what makes its time unique. That's what makes success never sleeps unique. Cool. So, hey, I am always and will be Brandon Beliso. It's time group mentoring. I'll see everybody at 1230 today. I posted the Zoom link in our group. Do look for it. Cool, cool, cool. I am Brandon Beliso always. Thank you so, so much. Until we talk again, you go out there. Live your best life.